Our guest today is an actress taking the world by storm. From RADA to winning Best Supporting Actress at the BAFTAs and onward to Hollywood. She's been a part of the Harry Potter, DC and Marvel universes. Her credits include the J.J. Abrams produced Lovecraft Country, Batman vs Superman and the BAFTA nominated Netflix film His House. Most recently she can be seen on Disney Plus in Loki alongside Tom Hiddleston, a miniseries from director Ronaldo Marcus Green, We Own This City. Our guest today is Wumi Masaku. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, we we actually share um, representation. So Scott Marshall Partners, the the wonderful uh. people at Scott Marshall, um, <laughs> and that was one of the things. Like I've I've seen you in a lot of stuff, and and I've been watching your career. But it was only when I signed with Scott Marshall, I was like, ah, oh, we meet with Scott Marshall, and um, that really pushed me to try and get in touch and like have you on here and to have a chat. Um, and so thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's all good. And also another one is um, Kat Harris as well, um, your oh, UK um, PR, who's yeah. awful. <laughs> she's absolutely wonderful. Um, and she's another person that was like, you must have Wumi on, she's great. So yeah, brilliant. Um, I'd just like to talk about, obviously you've got your new show that's out now, We Own This City. It's kind of three episodes in, I believe. Um, I've managed to see two episodes so far and I'm gripped and I'm really enjoying it. How how did that come about? What what was that a usual kind of audition process? How did that job materialize? Yeah, it was it was pretty usual. Like we I got the script from my agents, my US agents, and um I read them and had a meeting with the I didn't read I didn't read all of them. I only got sent I randomly got sent like I think like episode one and hmm. five or something. So I didn't know a lot of the stuff that happened in between but um yeah and then I met with um the creative so David George Nina and mm. our director um Ray uh, Ronaldo and um, the casting director and then just kind of spoke with them about the character about what happened um because it's you know obviously based on true life events and and who she is because she's the only I, I want to say the only person but she's the only person out of the main cast that isn't a real person and mm. so she, you know talking about her as a device as like you know basically a member of the audience like everyone who's watching w- should hopefully feel the same things that she feels like how did this happen why did this happen how can we stop this from happening um so yeah that we just spoke about all of that and um yeah, and then they offered me the part. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm really enjoying it. As you say, it is one of those things where you're you are asking the questions that the audience want answered. This this show, I actually became aware of it. Um, I'm a bit of an IMDb nerd. I love to look up stuff and see what's coming out and everything else. And I went to see King Richard at London Film Festival. Absolutely loved it. Was blown away by it. And obviously, the director um, has directed this. Um, and that was the first time I kind of heard about it. I was, oh, it sounds interesting. And I saw you were in it. I was like, oh, it looks really cool. Um, and it, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, I, I I wasn't necessarily aware of the director before King Richard. And now I'm looking up everything he's done and trying to find yeah. like all these projects. What was it like working with him? Great. I mean, Ronaldo is um, such an easy spirit to work with. He's just so, mm. um, 
I don't feel any stress from him. I don't feel any of the kind of, you know, when you, sometimes you can be on set and you can feel like the executives and the pressure and the money and the line producer and the time pressures. And, you know, a really good director doesn't let those feelings kind of bleed into his um, communication and relationship with you. And I never felt any of that. I mean, I honestly didn't feel that on any at all from on this project at all. Um, but he was just really um, gentle in his um, in his approach. You know, always asking us to like, you know, really just listen. You know, don't push things too far. Just listen and 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 respond and and and. But don't you don't have to play anything up. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be, you know? Mm. I really like that. Yeah, and like him and they they had, like our, our camera crew, we just, everything was really set up. So there was like no like blocking. There was no real like, you know, it was, it, you know, you kind of knew that you would, you know, in the rehearsal, you'd be like, I'm, I'm probably going to move over here around here and maybe I'll do this, but it wasn't like you have to hit this there were there were no marks mm. you know there were no marks and there were no there was no like there was no rigidness or you have to hit this at this point none of that which I really enjoyed yeah mm. yeah well it, feel, it feels the show feels very real um I mean the one scene that becomes that like, comes to mind particularly is uh there's a bit where you pull up and you're you're taking a video of photos of a, of a scuffle that's going on and I was watching it, I was kind of imagining myself if, if I was an actor in that scenario doing that scene, I was thinking that looks, it just looks real, the area looks scary, everything about it looks genuine. Um, where Whereabouts was was it shot? Oh, we shot everything in Baltimore. Um, I oh, don't know exactly, yeah, everything. I don't think we, yeah, everything. Um, yeah, because Baltimore is the, you know, it's such a, such a beautiful city. And the mm. architecture is so specific, and the people are so. Someone describes the people of Baltimore tough and kind, and so someone in our cast described that, and I feel like that is the spirit of the city. It's kind of got this toughness, but it's so quaint. It's so beautiful. You can't really. I don't know. I haven't been around the whole of America, but you can't. I don't feel like you can really um, shoot anywhere else but Baltimore for Baltimore. And it's such an integ integral character mm. of the of the show, um, and yeah. So everything was shot in Baltimore. Everything, yeah. I don't think, yeah. I don't think they did any anything outside of Baltimore. I'm really enjoying it, and I can't wait to watch this. I wanted to watch as I, I thought. I was thinking it was out, and I could watch the whole thing before we had a chat. But you know, still got to wait. <laughs> and I watch know. the rest. Um, they do it old school on HBO. Yeah, Every I can't believe week. they sent they sent you the fifth episode when you were auditioning. You must have been like, well, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously that's what you're doing. Well, that's what you've got out now. Um, I mean, I'd just like to point out to the audience, like if, if people aren't familiar with what you've done, just to say that, you know, you're not only part of the Mar Marvel Universe with Loki, you're not only part of the Harry Potter universe with Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> You're also part of the DC universe with Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Now that's, that's funny. 
that's pretty cool <laughs> um <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good um I mean you've got all the fan bases right there I don't really think of myself as part of the Harry Potter universe because all my scenes got cut so I think you just it's like you can see me but I'm I don't actually speak in the actual film so I don't think of myself as part of that <laughs> but you were there and it's still a, it's an a, what an amazing credit to have and and it just sounds great <laughs> but for our audience how did this I mean like a lot of young actors listen to this and they're starting out and they're kind of trying to figure out their way and like how to get that first job and how to succeed that's where you are now how did this all start where did the love of it come from and um and like even before drama school wh where did that kind of interest come from um I've always performed really like I was part of the Manchester girls choir from age seven and loved doing our concerts and rehearsals. I mean, I just, every Thursday night from age seven to 18, I was with those girls. Um, I used to do like, I used to go to like all the dance classes. I was terrible, like all like, you know, orchestra. I always used to do, do I could never sit still as a kid. You could never sit me in front of like a TV show you couldn't set me you couldn't even sit me in front of Sesame Street like as a as a baby like I was always moving 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 um and then um I joined uh after I mean like a weekend acting class that my friends from some of my girlfriends from the girls choir went to um act two on, on at St. Werberg's church in Charlton and we did you know we did a couple of productions um just every Saturday my mom used to send us there like send me there sent my sister to other places so that she could have the house of herself for a day <laughs> <laughs> and I did a play called Junk which was really not age appropriate about <laughs> two kids who run away from home and become junkies <laughs> just wow. such a weird I think we were 13 when we did that it's pretty um, hard hitting yeah it was pretty, really not appropriate but we did that and the writer of the book I want to say Melvin gosh Mel, I want to say Melvin Burgess I don't even know if that's right um let me so try I, I'll, I'll edit around it and you just say the name <laughs> and it'll be seamless <laughs> wow that is a that's a pretty yeah um... Melvin Burgess my god I can't remember oh, there you that go. yeah <laughs> came to see the play oh wow yeah at this little church in in in, in Manchester Charlton and he said and he said like you did really good at playing Vonnie like I mean you're only 13 but you did really really good and I think that was like the first time I thought I never got a lead part in any of the school plays ever never got like I mean, I think I got my first solo in choir when I was 17 on my last tour in South Africa. We did this tour in South Africa and it was literally the last concert that I was ever going to do with the choir. And I, I got my, my solo, but I never got any of like the big parts. I never got, I was never the one that they said like, oh yeah, no, just give it to me, just give it to me. And, um, and yeah, I think when he said that, I felt really like, you know, what? I actually really enjoyed, I really enjoy like I just really enjoy playing with like make-believe like I really just enjoy mm. thinking up a scenario and really trying to feel the emotions and I think that's the big to me that's the biggest thing between like an actor 
and someone who wants to and someone who wants to just act does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they they, they want to just act because they like films or they want to act because they I don't know they want to be famous or whatever for me like an actor really enjoys like exploring all the possible emotions and like just really exploring all the the different thought patterns and like you know so I feel like that's I feel like that's I, I notice it with my my niece and nephew I'm like she really ex- enjoys exploring it and he loves performing it and I feel like that's the difference between wanting to act and, mm. and being an actor do you know what I mean yeah I've, I've never actually thought of it like that that's interesting I, I feel like I, I I'm the same as you like I feel like it's always it's almost it's almost like a sort of therapy depending on the part yeah because if you get to go to places that you're kind of not allowing yourself to get to in real life it is kind of like a release Mm. it's absolutely free therapy free therapy absolutely (laughs) in fact you're getting paid for it so it's even better (laughs) right Right. but then you need to pay for the therapist afterwards to get you out of all of those things (laughs) you know but I definitely feel like that's um yeah that was that that exploration of that character in this random world of drugs that I had mm. no idea about that none of us had any idea about like I just I don't know it just was like you know I did enjoy that I did enjoy that and so I guess I took it a little bit more seriously um however I didn't go to I went to when I went to college I went I did maths economics further maths and chemistry Oh, wow. And then <laughs> dropped chemistry. There's always something drama. to fall back on, not that you'll <laughs> yeah, need it, but that's right. great. <laughs> yeah. And then I just dropped chemistry and picked up drama in the end. And I really loved my drama. The drama teachers at Severian, Wynn and Rob, Wynn Moran and Rob Faulkner. And they just really encouraged me. I didn't, you know, I really struggled with like the, the writing part of GCSEs i'm dyslexic and you know and the writing part of the a levels and i was like oh just leave it i'll just i'll just i'll just do the performance bit or whatever and and mm. win and rob like please don't do this don't do this don't throw away your a level by not doing the writing part um <laughs> so yeah and then yeah and they really encouraged me to go to drama school and yeah and that was that yeah when it comes to dyslexia, I'm dyslexic as well. Um, how do you find? Do you struggle with learning lines? Is it is that have you got a technique that I can steal from you that that might help me? Uh, do you, do, you know, is it a struggle? No, I've never struggled learning lines. Learning line remembering has always been my um, my hack for not ah. being able to like skim read. I can't skim read. I can't I can't read fast. So all I, when I read, I li- I just take it, I just, I just remember. But I do have a little hack that I've learned at drama school. It's specific to me, but I don't know if it might help you or anyone else. But you know those filters, those like colour filters that you get. Yes. Like yeah. you can put on top of your paper to help like mm. de-stress your eyes from the white and black paper. So mm-hmm. I had a blue, blue one that felt, mm. that was the one that was best for me. And then I realized that when I started printing my scripts on blue paper, I memorized like that. Like I could read it and, and I would know it. Like, wow. I, I would just know it. So okay. I don't know about, I don't know if that's a hack for everyone, but it was when I, when that happened, I think I learned a Shakespeare speech, reading it four or five times and I pretty much knew it almost word for word. 
Like, oh, I'm going to have to like, try this. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I was like, wow, this, this blue paper really works. Yeah. And is that something you still do to this day then? You still use that? I, I used to. I used to ask for um, scripts on blue paper when I was first kind of starting <laughs> out. Like, and then I just felt like you sound like a bit like a, you sound like a bit of a diva. And then like, you know, no one ever really sends scripts anymore. Like I actually hard copies. Yeah. I'm always reading on my computer, which I hate. And like, or like on my phone, I just hate it. Like it stresses, it just stresses my eyes. Um, mm. But I don't like to waste paper. I definitely don't like to waste paper on auditions. Like, I'm like, I might, chances are I'm not going to get the job. <laughs> I don't want to waste, like, you Calm know. down trees every time. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll print out like my sides, like the, you know, the 15 pages they want us to learn. But mm. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't print out a script for an audition that I have no idea if I'm going to get. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm the same 100%. I'm going to be definitely, I'm going to be demanding blue paper from now on because I feel like that might work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good little tip because I kind of remember that back at school when they found out I was dyslexic. They were like, oh, this might help. And they were trying different colored papers. And I yeah. can't actually remember which was my color, but I'll have to look back into that and see if it helps. Yeah, definitely have a look because it really, I mean, I can read so much faster with the blue filter. I just get one of those, you know, those plastic wallets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just yeah, put yeah. it over, just put it over my head. I don't even, I don't even need to get it printed even. Yeah. That's put a great idea. Head. That yeah. is a great idea. I, uh, yeah. So with, I mean, obviously these are the early days. Was there someone that kind of any of your family or anyone that kind of close to you that was like a, someone that kind of was into this sort of thing that kind of gave you a, a, a kind of guide to this or was it kind of it was doing these classes and finding it for yourself well my my big sister the one immediately above me she's always been a film buff so mm. like she I, I you could she would make me watch all the classics and you know um I don't know Catherine Hepburn or Betty Davis she just loved anything like old school and classic um and so I loved Annie I used to watch Annie the musical I used to watch it every day after school and when I decided I wanted to be an actor I was like I don't really know how to just know I don't want to go to university and do maths and economics anymore <laughs> I got really bad anxiety and like insomnia and so my sister was like okay let's go for the cast of Annie so we just googled everyone in Annie and then obviously Sir Albert Finney from mm. Manchester well from Salford went to RADA and that's how we heard about RADA and then we yeah so like and then my mom was like okay you've got one shot because it was 30 quid to audition mm. and you know we didn't have a lot of money and it was like you've got one shot and if you don't get in I, I'll allow you to do a year out and but you have to go and do maths and economics but if you mm. do get in okay well then I guess you're going to be an actor but none of us knew what that really truly meant and thankfully I got in because loads of people don't get in the first time and so if I had just gone like okay that was it that was my one shot I didn't get in I mm. uh, that I wouldn't I wouldn't be here but you know also it's expensive to audition for drama school so it's not it's it's not yeah. it's not easy yeah and I know it's, it's one of those things you don't people don't tell you that until you're kind of applying for it you're like hang on what <laughs> yeah um, and then like you've got to go down to London for the like third round and the fourth round and 
Mm. My gosh, like so expensive. Mm. Yeah, there's mm. a there's a there's a charity that's been set up by someone called Open Door, right? And they they help people get those those um fee those audition fees. Mm. You know, started thankfully because yeah, it's really not. I think they're like seventy quid now to audition. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean. I mean- yeah, and then like you know, if you start out, you've got to, there's all these other little things you've got to pay yeah. for and spotlight and things like all things you need. But it's kind of like if you're starting out and you don't know, you're like I need to get some headshots and all these things. You're like, it's like oh, yeah, so much no. money, and before you've even yeah. made any money, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary. it's an investment. The the start of your career, I mean, everyone has a rite of passage, and I feel like a lot of people have the same rite of passage in England, and it is it's the bill or doctors or and and you've done both those things now was that I mean what was that like being part I mean something like the bill is kind of iconic <laughs> and doctors again is something that everyone's just very familiar did I, with did I, did I do doctors am I telling you you've done something you haven't done I'm pretty sure no you I did. can't remember <laughs> oh I'm thinking of Holby sorry 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 yeah yeah did I do doctors did you or maybe I've got it wrong <laughs> god I can't remember now I'm pretty sure that's so funny <laughs> definitely did the bill I definitely remember that being in Birmingham check. so maybe I, did, I just can't remember what I did that's so weird let me double check it may be <laughs> it may be completely I was just trying to get you to say you've done something you hadn't done <laughs> uh, yeah, let me can't. double check oh I did you did I did, I did. Yes. well let me just try and, I did I can't remember so you I, had a good I'm time right a, <laughs> I'm getting little flashbacks. That's so weird. I remember being in Birmingham and I'm just now remembering like the set. Like that's so I can't remember what I did. I can't remember who I played. That's wild. I remember how your memory does that. I remember so I remember like my one line on Never Bet. I remember my two lines on um the other the other thing with Steve Mangan. What was that? No, that was never better. Sold. I remember like, but I can't remember what I did on. Toxins. That's, that's so funny. I'm gonna to have to find the footage now somewhere and send it to you. <laughs> like, remember doing this? <laughs> wow. That is a thing, though. Like, I mean, there's a, been a couple of actors that have done the same thing. Like, if you're chatting and they're like, "Have I done that?" and they're they're saying like they would bet money on the fact that they haven't ever worked with those people or done that shit. And then it's like years and years ago, and they're like, "Oh my god, I did." But and if that, you've that's done so weird. as many things as you have. It's it's hard to remember when or where or how these jobs came about. Um, so I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because like I remember getting the bill and it being like huge. I remember where I was living. I remember my commute to work. Like I remember that so clearly. And I remember being in a hotel in. I can remember being in the canteen at the bill. I remember yeah. talking to Patrick Robinson. I remember looking at all the the <laughs> actors' faces down the wall. I, re- I really, really, truly remember that. I can't for the life of me remember what I did on Doctors. That is wild. The bill is wow. um, one of those ones because it's it's near Wimbledon, isn't it? The studio they used to have, and apparently I hear that they're they're actually going to do. They're bringing it back. This is what I've heard. This rumor. Um, so I, I I don't know. But um, yeah, it's funny because it was it was the only thing they ever shot there. And when you get there, it is like all the pictures of the cast that you're <laughs> kind of familiar with from your childhood. Yeah, and your, yeah. It is all a bit weird because I, I did a little episode in it as well. It's like it is the rite of passage for a British actor, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, just like you're growing up here, you're going to be in it at some point if you want to be an actor. Yeah. But, yeah. 
moving speedily on i mean you i mean <laughs> you've gone strength from strength from the bill to right up to you know working with marvel was there a moment um like a particular part or job where you kind of felt like oh actually this is what i i belong here this is what i should be doing like a kind of almost like a yes this is right i'm in the right place now hmm that's interesting i don't know if i ever really feel like that to be honest I still get like so nervous. Like on my last day on We Own the City, mm -hmm. I was the guy I play opposite Ian, um, he plays plays Ahmed. And you know, day one I'd be like, look, Ian, and I show my shaking hand. The last day I'd be like, look, Ian, and he'd be like, still shaking. I said, still shaking. You know. Um, I don't know if I ever felt like I don't know if I've ever really felt like, oh, I belong here. I guess, you know, I, I guess, you know, this sounds, maybe sounds a little pretentious, but um, going to the BAFTAs this year and seeing so many of my age mates, I say my age mates, like young people, like between 20 something and 40 something that mm. I know that I've grown up with, that we all did our little bit, bit parts together. I was like, oh, there were so many of us this year. I, I was like, oh, this is our industry too. Like, you know, it was not just being like, in, I mean, don't get me wrong, you do still have to be invited in. But the fact that we are like, I felt like, oh, like I know so many people here and it's not just like the old fogies or, you know, like, <laughs> or just like, you know it didn't just feel it felt like I felt like everyone's doing so well and like you know especially seeing like people like, like Samson Kayo and you know uh, 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 Daniel Kaluuya, Michaela Cole, like Susie Wakoma I'm like uh, you know like so many people that I just I'm grown up with mm. and I just see see us all there every year now. I just see that they're all there, like, mm. um, and that you know I haven't you know hadn't been back to the UK in a, a while because of the pandemic, and and I'm just like, oh, like there's a lot of my friends here. Like, I don't feel like I feel like I could go and I would know someone. Like, whereas mm. I don't know six years ago, I'd feel like I would go and I would not know anyone. You know, um. So yeah, that's really interesting. Like Naomi Aki, I've sat in front of Naomi Aki and, um, you know, um, uh, Sophie Okanade. I was like, oh, these are people I know, like people I respect, people like, like I just was like, oh, there's, we're here, we're, we're here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You joined the party and now people like Daniel Kalua, like someone like that who... I've been aware of him from for years, like way back. And and it's so good to see people like that who have grinded and 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 done it. Like, you know, he's been doing I don't know how long he's been doing it. I, I've been Since aware of him kids. for about 15 years. Yeah. So I mean he's like grinded and grinded. Yeah. Cute. They're yeah. all grown-ups and like really in the they're part they are they are the industry, you know, they're not just mm. like babies anymore. They're actually they are the industry. They're the Oscar winners. They're, you know what I mean? Like, kind of mm. crazy. Yeah, it's mad. And now you look at them and you go, well, of course. 
and it, it it seems obvious now but like I'm sure for them it wasn't for many years no um, yeah, you know yeah. grinding and working hard to get there but yeah that's the that's the beautiful thing when you start seeing your friends and people you've worked with and and, and people you've seen along the way kind of get up to that level and you just think oh it is possible like you it mm. can be done um and I, I'd like to I'd like to talk a little bit about like I mean we're jumping ahead here but I'd love to talk about Loki and you say like there maybe wasn't a moment where you went ah oh, I feel like it I mean that job is congratulations <laughs> that Thank that must you. have been an amazing thing to that phone call to get that what was that experience like and 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 getting that job like what was that like you know I was pretty intimidated I must say <laughs> I didn't know I was auditioning for Loki when I auditioned I was just auditioning for Sarah Finch and it was NDA and fake sides mm -hmm. and all that stuff so um when I got the call in the middle of the night I was like oh I didn't audition for Loki and they're like oh you did and I was like oh okay um I was like wow um okay well woke up the next day and really thought it was a dream like because it was in the middle of the night like I really did think it was a dream and then I was like wow no I think that really did happen um you know the funny thing about Loki is that I knew Tom and I knew Gugu so walking in I was nervous but as soon as I walked in I had my friends there yeah no and it was just That's like nice. and Kate you know she knew Kate the director she knew we had mutual friends and she was like oh Fisher said hi and I was like oh like I feel like yeah I'm working with friends now and it doesn't feel like this big thing like <gasps> looming over me anymore it's just like oh these are your mates these are people that you know like mm -hmm. um yeah so I must say I was a bit nervous about the read through I definitely was nervous because you hear those terrible like stories of actors being recast after the read through and <laughs> you know I was a bit nervous at, at, after about that but you know everyone was so normal Kevin Feige so normal like hey how are you doing like okay okay so yeah so definitely <laughs> I feel like um it was scarier than it was it was it wasn't as scary as it was but then oh god that doesn't make sense it wasn't as scary as I thought it was gonna be and but then I was scared about like you know I see the the kind of like attention Tom gets and stuff and I was like oh but then there is the MCU so that mm. kind of scares me but then we're in a pandemic so then I was like I was at home anyway so like mm. It wasn't so scary. I was a bit scared about like how everyone goes crazy for Tom. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, what, you know, obviously Tom's their focus, but like, I'm not used, I'm not ready for MCU fans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's, it doesn't get any kind of bigger than that. And um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I can imagine doing, I can only try to imagine what it must be like doing a read through with a room full of people like that it must just be you you must black out and then wake up after it's happened it must be yeah, basically basically I think read-throughs yeah. should just be banned I mean I know they're good <laughs> and, you, and they need to be done but it's like it's the worst it's always like a, a sigh of relief from everyone involved after it's happened <laughs> I don't know about you but with my um dyslexia reading on white paper in a room oh. with white light 
all I want to do is sleep. Like all <laughs> I want to do is sleep. My eyes just want to shut. They just they get stressed and they just want to stop doing whatever we're doing. Oh, I so I find totally, myself yeah. like, you know, shielding my eyes, not looking at the script. I, what I do is go through the script, see where I'm, where my scenes are and fold the pages down. And then like literally have my hand over my eyes like this. So I don't get too, they don't get tired. Look at everyone as they're reading and not look at the script and just change the pages when everyone turns the page. That's what I do until it's my turn. That's a good little technique, yeah. Because I'll just fall asleep. Imagine falling asleep. <laughs> I read through like oh no she's definitely like, wow she's relaxed <laughs> she's not stressed like, no, at all she's, she is definitely gone <laughs> you should have asked for your blue paper then you would have been should fine have. I really should have actually because that was really stressful I was like oh gosh oh gosh oh gosh <laughs> well it, it's literally the worst nightmare isn't it you know getting a dyslexic and going well, sit in a room full of people, really important people that are right. going to give you this amazing life-changing job. <laughs> and now read. And now like, read. Your biggest It's almost fear. like being back at school. Yeah, yeah, go and stand at the front of the class and read. It's like the worst <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> like, it's so true. Horrendous. But yeah, I mean, you got through it. And I'm, I, it sounds bad to say this, but I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you still get nervous because... I think for any actor, I don't know, I get it, especially, and, and I get it more the smaller the part, actually, because the mm. more days that you're on set, I think hopefully you ease into it and you become yeah. more relaxed. But I, I feel like it's nice to hear that because I, yeah, I stress. And it's like the first yeah. week is always quite like, you yeah. almost like need to re- just chill um, and get into, and, and once you know people, as you say, like if you if there are people you know on set and stuff, you kind of, you know you can get into it a bit quicker but um yeah yeah on the first couple of days of things I'm always like why am I doing this why, why am, am I here I, yeah. I literally think that every single first day I'd be like why did I put myself <laughs> through this again and then you know it, things ease up and stuff but it's still like it's a lot of pressure and it's scary and it don't never it never eases up and then you remember that you know then you start to enjoy the job and then you're like great this is fun still get a little bit nervous and then you remember that someone else is going to watch it judge it review it and like people are going to have an opinion about it and you're like oh man why did I do this (laughs) yeah all those other things going through your head where you're like I should be in character I should be in character (laughs) so I mean completely changing gear now but is there I mean if you if you could give your younger self advice what would that advice be? I feel like you wouldn't, if you say any, I always feel like if you say anything to your younger self, you're going to change the path and you wouldn't Mm. be here. So like, Mm. if I say to her, it's going to be really tough, she might be like, ah, okay, I'll leave it. I'll just go to do maths and economics. Or if I say, you know, um, I don't know, if I say like, believe in yourself, I might have a, 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 a warped, ego which makes me Mm. mess everything up I'm always very cautious of (laughs) giving my younger self advice if I was going to give advice to someone younger than me I would say hmm, I would say nurture your relationships that's a good one I like that personal and professional like Mm. I know I'm not into like networking but getting to know a person 
getting to know yeah. what they like and they have a family what you know that stuff I want to be around people who want to nurture relationships rather than um just climb mm. to get you know climb 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 like people want to work with people they want to work with and they want to work with people who are interested and interesting and like do you have um, in your you know nurture your friendships and your family relationships like those things are so important being a part of society and not just being an actor all the time and all thinking about an actor or being thinking about acting and what you know all that stuff like Mm. it's not what we're doing when we're acting is playing real people with real emotions and real relationships so like nurturing your real true life relationships is paramount to nurturing relationships with humanity with the your environment with you know different cultures and you know like those are the things that will actually impact your artistry in the end Mm -hmm. and because you'll be more human you'll be more open you'll be more loving you'll be you know because you have to I always say you have to love your character good or bad all of them all of it you have to love them as 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 difficult as they can be as as evil and like commas as they can be mm. you have to find a way to love them without judgment so i find that you know those those human connections makes it easier to kind of see the whole person not just the villain and not just the hero see the whole person and I think that is that's a perfect way to end. I think that's a that's a lovely message. And I, I, I really think that, you know, any young actor listening to this now is just you're very inspirational. And I really appreciate you coming on here because seeing your career and you going strength to strength is genuinely inspiring. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed this. No, it's just lovely to have a chat, isn't it? And yeah, kind of. Um, this is something I started because of because of COVID and I just wanted to talk to other actors mm. other people like directors producers writers and just have a chat and kind of not feel like I was stuck in a flat and not being able right. to get out and see people so um yeah. and it's, it's really nice that it's it's flourished like this I'm getting to pe- talk to people that I I've never met before so it's a real pleasure and um thank you I'll, I'll I'll send you over basically all of this and then I'll edit it together and if there's anything you need or want to take out of it I can edit around so it's all good yeah okay perfect thank Brilliant. you hopefully all see right. you in the UK yeah at some point that would be great yeah and let's just kind of quickly just say just to give them a shout out Scott Marshall and also Kat Harris at Flash Forward I've been, they've team. been amazing I've been with Scott Marshall since I was 20 and yeah. I've been with Kat since I was 23 I think 23 24 mm. So I'm glad I've just grown up with them. So like I feel like so so looked after and so loved and yeah. Adriana was saying that yeah, literally straight out of drama school they snapped yeah. you up and they've obviously yeah. made the right decision. So <laughs> it's it's celebrations all around for everyone. <laughs> I actually I actually um I actually tricked them into signing me a bit early because I really Thank wanted you. to be signed before my showcase, and I was like, that's who I want. And I don't want to go to the showcase without an agent. So I went, I told them that I had been offered and I was seriously considering taking oh, wow. it, but I, I hadn't been offered. 
That's very good. Let's see, I hear that. Like, Anyone listening to this, they need to take note of that. <laughs> I did. I was, oh, another good tip. Can I just say a good tip for the yeah, showcase? Yeah, go on, go on, please do. Good tip for the showcase is to stand, if you don't have representation, yeah. stand next to the food. Stand next to the most delicious looking dish and let, and everyone's going to come over and have a, and, and pick up something. Go stand next to the food and go and say hello. That is genius. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> Wise words to part on, I think. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much and um, you. take care of yourself. Okay, see you later. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you to our guest, Wumi. We Own This City is on HBO now. And season two of Loki will start filming this summer. Support us on Patreon for early access to episodes and follow us on TikTok. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. If you have time, write a review. It will make a huge difference. Thank you. And you better come back next month to a life and fail. To a life and fail. To a life and fail. To a life and fail.